Welcome to Radio KBPV, Tales of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village, a podcast about the history of southwestern Alberta, presented by Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village of Pincher Creek, a museum complex that documents the stories of Western Canada's agricultural settlement through the preservation of local buildings and artifacts among a six-acre park. Pincher Creek is a town of 3,700 souls in a vast rural trading area of some 3,000 rural dwellers. A vibrant region of rolling prairie, foothills, the Rocky Mountains, the Pecani First Nation, Waterton Lakes National Park, the Crow's Nest Pass, and the Upper River Watershed of the South Saskatchewan River Basin. Join us in this podcast where we present walking tours of our buildings and hear the stories of the farmers, townsmen, cowboys, mounties, pioneer women, politicians, chroniclers, miners, railroaders, and so many other significant histories of this particular corner of Canada. Well, welcome back to Radio KBPV, and uh, welcome in particular to our Tombstone Tours of 2023. And uh, if you've been following the podcast, you know that through the spring and summer of this year, we've been presenting last year's uh, Tombstone Tours that we did at the Pioneer Cemetery here in Pincher Creek. And uh, you know that we've also been promoting... Um, what our plans were for this summer's tombstone tour, which was not actually in a graveyard. It was on the grounds of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village itself. So uh, this naturally was a virtual tour, not uh, exactly in a cemetery, but uh, we had representations of uh, a selected local pioneers and uh, historical characters who made significant trailblazing contributions to our frontier settlement but who had passed away elsewhere. Uh, I am uh, speaking about this right now as a matter of introduction to our tombstone tours which of course will be episodic and will be divided into 16 episodes that you will hear on Radio KBPV every Saturday morning for the next 16 weeks or so. So that should keep you going through the fall. Our 14th presentation, still at the Northwest Mounted Police Horse Barn, is uh, one of our more eager volunteers, uh, Laurel Francis, who is a local fiber arts um, artist, I guess I would say, a practitioner. And she uh, volunteers to help uh, us here at Kootenay Brown organize our trade sh- and craft shows, uh, such as at Shindig and at for Christmas. So you can see some of her uh, work at those events. And tonight she's going to uh, be speaking on Annie Saunders, who was a member of the African-Canadian or African-American become Canadian uh, community, which is, as you can guess, is probably a very small community at that time in the 1880s uh, in southwestern Alberta, but nonetheless a very uh, interesting character, and uh, Laurel feels a natural uh, affinity towards this character, and I think uh, she does an excellent and very warm reading of Annie Saunders, born 1838, died 1898. So I hope you enjoy Laurel's presentation. Okay, our oops, sorry. <laughs> our next presentation is on Annie Saunders, who worked for the McLeod family 
and was a independent business person and an early pioneer in her own right here in Pincher Creek. And Laurel Francis is going to be reading about Annie Saunders. Why, thank you. Thank you. Now, let me know if that's too bright, but I need to see. <laughs> I just hope you don't affect all the bats. Pardon me? Oh, well, the bats. Oh, that could be fun. Thank you. <laughs> well, I was invited here by Mr. Farley Wood, and uh, he wanted me to talk to you about myself, which I find interesting. But Mr. Worth asked me, and I'm happy to comply. As the people of Pincher Creek and Fort McLeod have always been very kind to me, I felt that I should at least come here and talk to you. So my name is Mrs. Annie Saunders, but you can call me Mrs. Saunders, <laughs> or you can call me Annie, but I really prefer if you just call me Auntie. I've been called many names at this time of my life. In the 1800s, you can imagine the names I'd been called. So I've chosen what I want to be called. I want to be called Auntie. I was born, now this is interesting, I was born in 1836, but over there it says 1838, but eh, we'll deal with it. <laughs> I was born in the United States of America. Sometimes those United States seem united in their dislike of people of my kind. No matter. I married and I widowed in those United States. But I choose to tell you about where my new life began. But before I do that, I think I need to give some history of that time and place. Now, slavery was abolished in Montana in 1830, but let me just say, we were not thought well of. We may have been considered free, but that didn't mean we could get jobs or support ourselves. The jobs open to us were as domestic laborers and steamboat stewards, etc. things like that. We needed to stay in our lane, so to speak. Sometimes those lanes had potholes. When the Dominion Lands Act of 1872 came into being, where a quarter section of, of free fertile land became available for immigrants, many people looking for better circumstances wanted to come to Canada. Not only uh, black Americans, but the Dukabors, the Jewish, the Mormons, to name a few. Some people were none too pleased with the black people immigrating. Doctors were sent to the borders and were paid a bonus to refuse entry due to health reasons to people of color. Anyway, enough said about that. Back to when my new life started. I was a steward on a steamboat going west to, to Fort Benton, Montana. Happy to have a job, to be honest. This is where I met a young and newlywed Mrs. Mary McLeod. She was traveling to her new home in a place that would later be named after her new husband, a place called 
Fort McLeod. I can't recall exactly how long we had on that steamboat, I'd say around 10 days, but it was long enough for us to realize we got along really well. We both had adventurous spirits. She was a good egg. And she just seemed to be so accepting. Now, Mrs. McLeod asked me, as we neared her destination, if I would go with her and become a nursemaid to her future children. Now, I must explain how extraordinary this request is. It was at the time. It was 1877. Mrs. McLeod was 25, and I was 41. And old enough to realize <laughs> black immigrants did not easily get entrance into Canada. So with those things in mind, it was extraordinary to be asked. I said yes, and to my amazement, I got in. Without a doubt, thanks to Mrs. Mary McLeod. That is how me and Mrs. McLeod became the first white women in the county. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. McLeod and the Colonel went on to have Nell, also known as Helen, and Norman. I gotta tell you a story about Norman. He was a busy kid. And I remember having to tie a rope around his ankle <laughs> and the other end uh, to, to a table just to get some work done. Now here's a trick. Throw some sugar on the floor. <laughs> Works. <laughs> it kept him occupied. In 1883, they had twins, Mary and Roma. They were born in, oh, I'm going to say this wrong, Kailikin in the Pinchacree area. I understand that they also had Jean. Uh, at first, I was a nurse to the children, and then I ran a restaurant. One thing you should know about me is I like to look ahead and plan for the future, because the future is a scary place. My mother always told me, see a need, fill a need, and you'll be fine. People seem to like my food, so I started a restaurant and made space for travelers. The Archdeacon uh, J.W. Timms recalled in his 1883 journal, and I'm going to quote, that night we stayed at McLeod and put up at a restaurant kept by an, a negress who went by Auntie. It was a long building, one story in height, with a lean-to at the far end, which served as a kitchen and also Auntie's bedroom. The sleepers provided their own blankets and slept on the floor. About 6 a.m., Auntie appeared with a broom, poked each sleeper with it, and told them to get up and roll up their bedding. Then, from the far end of the room, she commenced to sweep the floor and expected everyone to be up with blankets rolled by the time she got to them. And that's true. I mean, it makes sense, right? There was even a newspaper article about me. Actually, articles about me. I just want to note here that not only is it rare for the papers to mention female business people, but one that is black must be said was uncommon. In 1884, McLeod Gazette it says, attention travels, travelers, we call attention to Mrs. Saunders' advertisement this week. Auntie is well known in this county and will no doubt be largely patronized by old friends that 
know what kind of table she sets. Thank you. The Gazette sends best wishes for her success and cheerfully recommends her to those who may be traveling Pincher Creek wise. I guess they like my rhubarb pie. <laughs> After the McLeods moved to Pincher Creek area, of course I went with them, uh, in 1885, the Gazette wrote, Mrs. Saunders, who has the care of a number of children attending the Pincher Creek School, deserves great credit for the manner in which she looks after the youngsters. She makes the place as much like home as possible for them and is giving good satisfaction. She still has accommodations for a few more. What can I say? When you, when you live in a town like this, and you see children struggling to get to school in the school, you're going to make space for them. So I made space for them. Oh, I didn't, I don't think I mentioned that I can read and write. That has been very valuable to me. So I know how important an education is. So when I saw how hard it was for the surrounding ranchers' children to come to school, especially in the winter, I saw a need and I filled it. I also took care of the neighborhood children. Oh, did I mention I, I ran a laundry? <laughs> it was because, you know, oh, sorry, it was between RBC, where RBC is, and the Alberta Hotel was on Main Street. I sometimes fell behind in the laundry department because, you know, my family came first. The McLeods came first. And, you know, me, see a need, fill, in, fill that need. That's how I got by in the world. I had the great fortune of, miss, of meeting Mrs. McLeod and meeting the good people of Fort McLeod and Pincher Creek. When faced with obstacles, know who you are. I died in Pincher Creek in 1898. I'm Annie Saunders, and you can call me Auntie. Okay, now get. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Tales of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village. This episode was researched and written by historians Farley Wood and Gord Tolton. This podcast is recorded and engineered by Gord Tolton. Episodes can be found at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or any other podcatcher. Visit our website at www.kootenaybrown.ca. Kootenay is spelled K-O-O-T-E-N-A-I. Also, visit and join our pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more information on our museum or even better, visit us at 1037 Beverly McLaughlin Drive in beautiful Pincher Creek, Alberta.